quitting my job, my nine to five, leading up to it, I had so much anxiety because it was kind of like, what the, what am I doing? You know what I mean? I'm just like dropping everything that I ever knew and who I am and financially everything um, to do like what? Like I didn't really have a plan, right? But I knew I had to do it. What's up, self-healers? It's your girl, Chris, here to remind you, per usual, that you are your own healer. That everything you need to grow, to heal, to thrive in this life is within you. Yes, you can look for guidance, you can look for support. In fact, I recommend you do that. But relying on that stuff is a whole different thing when the answers that you need, your truth is inside of you. You just have to connect with that part of you. In this episode, I speak with Claudia Jakubiak. She is a travel blogger and she quit her nine to five and traveled the world. She had her own little eat, pray, love experience where her soul, she had that soul whisper to do it And even though she was scared, she still did it because something in her soul made her feel safe. Something in her soul made her feel like this is the right decision for me. And it wasn't that easy for her. You know, she also dealt with anxiety and depression. So that goes to say, like, when you go on Instagram and you see these gorgeous pictures that people are taking in their travels and this is their form of art this this is their form of expression and and maybe even their form of therapy but that doesn't mean there's there isn't darkness that they're dealing with behind the scenes so don't judge in person by their instagram <laughs> anyways so I hope this episode inspires you to listen to your soul. It's what helped me heal the way that I did in my lifetime. And it was what brought me to where I am now in Tulum. Healing and growing and meeting amazing people. So y'all know what to do. Take a deep breath in. Through the nose, from the belly, holding at the top, and then exhaling any bullshit, any tension, any stress you might be holding on to, and then let's meet our self-healer. Yay! Hey, girl! How are you? Good. How are you doing? Welcome. Welcome. Good. Okay, so... First question I want to ask you is, what are you most grateful for in your life right now? What I'm most grateful for right now in my life is being close to family and my health. Um, Given the circumstances and, you know, we, I feel like a lot of us don't take our health as seriously as we should. Um, and there's people that are immunocompromised and dealing with so many health issues right now. So being able to say that, like, I feel good and I'm healthy. I'm so grateful for that. That's honestly something that we take for granted on a daily basis. So to recognize that it's like a blessing to be healthy is huge. So thank you for saying that. Yeah, of course. 
So if you want to just go ahead and dive in and, and share with people what your story is as far as like what you went through to get to where you are today. Yeah. So first, what is it that you do today? Like what is, what is your, your thing? Um, you know what my thing I've come to realize is just being multifaceted. Like there's so many things that I like and so many things that I enjoy, you know, like the self-development, um, the self-work and travel and just kind of bringing that all together. Um, you know, I think that's where I'm at right now is like figuring out exactly what direction I'd want to go to bring all that together because I'm so interested in all those components, you know? Um, so right now it's just, I'm doing a lot of self work to be honest with you. So, you know, whether that's like reading a lot, doing yoga, things like that. And then obviously more on like the business side as well to see what is actually going to come next. I think this is the perfect time for that because Corona yeah. just made so much come to the surface and you kind of had to face things that you weren't facing when you were busy in your day-to-day -day life, working, working, getting things done. And then, you know, everything was put to a halt and then you were forced to be like, okay, I should probably take care of this area of my life and like, you know, self-worth yeah. or whatever issues that you're facing, Corona made you face them. 100%, you know, and like, even having this time, like so much time just to like sit down, whether it's read or listen to podcasts, like things that I didn't have time to do before. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm grateful that I have this time now. And who knows, like when we'll ever have the chance to have this. I know. You know, so um, I'm not trying to look at it as like a negative thing, but honestly, um, this type of time with myself is, it was so necessary and so needed. Yeah. You know. I so speaking on that, where did your journey start as far as your whole self development and oh, yeah. waking up to that healing journey for you? Totally. So it started when I first had my bout with major depression. So that was my freshman year in college. And I didn't know what was happening with me. It was like my second semester. And I was just like, what is going on? Like bad anxiety, um, like so just generally unhappy with everything. And I was like, this is not right because like in high school I was like, you know, doing everything, all the things, so excited about life, always positive. And then all of a sudden like something hit me, you know, and I had no explanation for it. And I think that was the scariest part back then is not knowing what's wrong with me. And I'm like, who do I talk to? How do I explain my feelings when like, I don't know what's going on right now? Um, yeah. Because this was such a big shift in like what I was dealing with in the past and then like the feelings I was feeling, you know? Um, and so that got me to be okay with like going to a therapist and then also going on antidepressants for like eight months or something just to get my serotonin levels together and right. And I was so anti-meds because there's the stigma that like, oh, if you go on uh -huh. any kind of medication, you're crazy or like something's majorly wrong with you. And I'm just like, you know, sometimes that's okay. Like you just need something to help you. Right. And then when you like, for me, um, it was like the more I kind of understood myself and like what I was going through, the more I just kind of figured out what, what modalities actually worked for me. Mm. Right. Because then I was exposed to different things like yoga, homeopathic medicine, 
um, talking to people about it, watching YouTube videos, all yeah. sorts of things that I wasn't doing in the past, you know? And then um, the second time around where I just felt what I'm doing with my life and how I feel, I started to feel the like anxiousness coming on again. And I was like, all right, I know this feeling, but how can I, you know, kind of cope with some of this because I felt it before. So what do I do now? So that's when I really, really got into yoga. I lived above a yoga studio and I started going every single day and then it started being like a therapy for me and I was going like two times a day and things like that. Um, and then I decided to quit my job cold turkey. I was like, I am done. Like I need to just allow my soul to just do what it wants to do. And that meant travel mm -hmm. and just take a break from the go, go, go and the hustle and the nine to five. But it was more like, you know, like eight to seven. Um, and so I just decided to like take the plunge and just do what I always wanted to do. And that was just to quit my job, travel for a bit and then figure it out. Um, you know, because mental health is so important. If you just kind of let that slip, right. And your identity, yeah. And your identity just becomes your job and things like that. It's so easy to lose yourself, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, this has been a pretty long journey. It's been about over 10 years now, you know, dealing with different um, things like depression, anxiety, and then figuring out what works for me, coping mechanisms, different modalities that, you know, really help. Um, and it's different for everyone, you know? That's really important point to make that yeah. someone else's journey is not going to be like ours. And right. they can take bits and pieces of what we've used, the tools that we've used and use them themselves, but they're not going to have our exact same journey. Right. Where I had a lot of people ask me, what's helped you the most? And mm -hmm. I'm like, it's not just one thing. It was so many things compiled together. And what helped me may not help you per yeah. se. Yeah. So it's really like diving deep into your own story and yourself and figuring out what works best for you. Totally. Yeah. And like, I think community is important too, because I remember the first time I experienced it, like I didn't know what was happening with me. I didn't even yeah. like have a name to my feelings until my mom was like, uh, I think you might have depression. And I was like, what? Like, I don't even know what that is. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, and then I was like, I don't know who to talk to my age, like at 19. I'm like, this is so weird. Um, and it took me a long time to find people that would open up to me and tell me that they had similar, you know, feelings and situations that they've gone through in the past. Um, and that really helped me feel like I'm not alone, you know, because I think that's the scariest thing is thinking that no one else has felt your feelings. Oh yeah. That's huge. Cause we all want to belong. You know, yeah. we all crave connection. And if we feel different in any way, it means then... like you're an outsider and you're not accepted, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that's scary for any human being, any human totally. being. Totally. So that's, yeah. that's amazing that you had your mom, you know, to, yeah. to tell you that because yeah. I had gone through something similar at like 18, but I didn't, I never opened up about it. Never, not to anyone. Yeah. So then later in life anxiety hit me hard at like 26 27 Sorry, yeah. and i had to research like what is this feeling that i'm feeling i'm like questioning everything i'm like i feel these butterflies in my stomach all the time like i want to throw up for no reason and yeah I was like, oh it's anxiety like yeah what me i have anxiety you know right. i didn't i never thought that that would happen to me so exactly. you're right in order to tame it you got to name it so so did you figure out what 
kind of what the root of it was and what led you to like that rock bottom? Totally. So um, I think the first time around um, when I was in college, you know, I went from having a lot of friends and being very involved in like school and like community and things like that and being close to my family. And then all of a sudden it was in a completely different environment where it was like, so many different people from different schools that you've never met and no one really knows who you are and they don't really care. And so I just felt like, okay, cool. My support system that I did have is no longer here and I'm dealing mm -hmm. with this day to day. And I'm like, this just doesn't feel right. You know, because I was so used to like having friends around all the time and having a support system like your family. And so, and then also I was always really hard on myself. So I got to college mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, like you're competing with people from different schools that are a lot smarter than you have more going, you know, going on. So you're just like, I felt like I was, you know, not at the level where I should be, you know, cause I was no longer all A's, you know what I mean? It was like, I remember I got like a CMI exam and I'm like, what? Like this is, I'm out of my element, you know? Uh, okay. And then when it happened again, like two years ago, I was living in Atlanta and I was in a different state where, again, I didn't know a lot of people. I was on my own um, and the job probably was not the best fit for me. And so again, I was like taken out of my environment and I did it for, you know, I did, I was in Atlanta for like a year, but I didn't have like the support that I needed. So I just realized that like, I need to have support no matter where I live. I need to at least know some people or like have a really pretty tight knit community um, where I feel like I'm not alone. Right. Um, so I almost had to have those experience to know what the root causes and like why I feel these feelings, you know? Um, and also like, I didn't realize that I didn't love myself at all. Like self love, like what? that was on the back burner that wasn't until like a few years ago that i realized i was like i need to spend time with myself because i'm also like if you're dating guys that are like super unavailable that's just like a reflection because i'm not available for myself you know mm -hmm. so it's like things like that that i just started to like realize i was like okay so i need to like take some time to understand and unravel and then change my choices and behaviors that align better with what i actually need as a person you know yeah so that speaks to me so much because yeah. when you kind of hit that rock bottom if if you want to call it that yeah it, it brings all this stuff to light and you're starting to face like okay whoa i didn't see all this before i didn't see right. that i wasn't loving myself i didn't see how badly i was talking to myself in my head yeah. i didn't see my bad habits but the anxiety or the depression makes you kind of it kind of like opens your eyes totally. as like horrible as it is at the yeah. time it wakes you up it's like almost like a messenger oh yeah and like that's the thing i read before was like you're ignoring like the whispering but then all of a sudden you're gonna hear it when it's loud in your face because things are just gonna go so like you're just gonna hit such a rock bottom that's like you can't ignore it Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And at that point, you have to make the decision to change something in your life because you're out of alignment in some area of your life that is not conducive to your well-being, you know? Yeah. Can you expand upon what that looks like, like your healing journey exactly as far as, like, you starting to be aware of the patterns that you were in and how you got out of them? Yeah, so I would say I was making a lot of choices and decisions What I that I thought 
other people would kind of approve me and validate me. So like whether it was family or whatever, because obviously immigrant family and you understand like yeah. you want to be successful, you want to make them proud and you're like, um, you're doing all the things and then you realize you're like, well, but like this doesn't make me happy. You know what I mean? And so um, throughout my healing journey, I had to be very honest with myself. And I had to be honest about like opening up to like specifically my mom about things. Cause like when she came to visit me and she saw me, she was like, yeah, you need to quit your job because like, this is not healthy. Like you're in a bad place and you need to just like take some time to heal, you know? So like throughout the journey, it's like, I had to be extremely honest with myself, but then also give myself patience and just mm -hmm. kind of surrender to the process because nothing changes overnight. Like, I'm still on a, it's an everyday journey. You know what I mean? It's like the smallest things. Um, and it's like, how am I choosing myself and how am I, um, showing up for myself? And then like, then I can show up for others. You know what I mean? Whether it's in your job, whether it's your personal relationships, whatever they, that may be. But I just realized that on this journey, I really have to, if I'm, if I'm not in alignment, everything else is just falling apart. <laughs> So what did it look like after you quit your job and then you just like followed your soul, like the whispers or the voice in your, in your heart, basically? Yeah. Quitting my job, my nine to five leading up to it, I had so much anxiety because it was kind of like, what the, what am I doing? You know what I mean? I'm just like dropping everything that I ever knew and who I am and financially everything um, to do like what, like I didn't really have a plan, right? but I knew I had to do it. So, um, once I quit my job and then I was just traveling, you know, I was in Southeast Asia primarily, it was seriously the best thing that I could have done for myself at that time. I remember, and I've told a lot of my friends this, but like, I remember the exact moment being in Bali on the back of a scooter and just being like, I finally feel alive. Like this is what my soul, has been craving and I needed this time just to live. You know what I mean? Like not have all the worries and um, be so consumed with all the things that make me unhappy and being focused on that. Like I was just like, I'm just living, you know what I mean? I'm like in a random country and I don't have a job, but it doesn't matter. Like my soul needed this break and I just needed to experience life in that aspect. And you know, it's kind of different for everyone. So I wouldn't say like, oh, just quit your job and travel because also you have to be real, realistic. Like, do I have the funds to do it and everything like that? Cause I had been saving for like years to kind of do something like this because I knew oh, that I wanted to. So, um, yeah, I think that for me, just making that decision for myself was kind of like the first time I made a huge decision for myself and it was just so rewarding and even to this day i'm just like that has now allowed me to have a pattern of making sure that the choices i make are good for me and aligned with myself i think that's such an important thing to to talk about because i think a lot of us are we're taught to make decisions based off of like what our parents want or what society yeah. wants and totally. like you were saying when you went to you went to college and you got your first C. Do you feel like you were kind of um, latching your self-worth to that? To totally. like your that was my identity. That was my validation, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what do you, no, what do you feel like? 
what do you feel like you tie that to now like your self-worth at this point so i really tie that to more of just how i feel so i you know in the past i used to have these thoughts of like if i do x y and z this will make me happy and then i'm worthy because i've achieved these things this status you know this title or whatever in my job or chasing things and now i'm just like my self-worth is just how i feel so like if i feel good waking up in the morning and meditating or maybe not meditating like that's what i'm gonna go with because I no longer want to chase these thoughts that I think will make me happy, but just chase a feeling that I know feels right for me. Um, and it's not even like just chasing, it's just really listening to your body. And so I think my kind of worth is just more of a feeling now versus like this preconceived notion that I think I'm going to feel good from being X, Y, and Z at my job. You know what I mean? Um, it's just more of, being i think when you have the mind body connection and you're honing in in those feelings i think that's worthy for me i love that i've actually never heard anyone describe it that way but i think it's beautiful because it's something that you'll always have it's not outside of you yeah. it's inside of you and it will always exactly. be there and to know that your emotions are fleeting and they always yeah. change but totally. to also know that to a certain extent like you have the choice which ones to kind of hold on to exactly which one you want to feel more of yep exactly yeah no absolutely so going back to your experience with anxiety and depression can you kind of speak upon like your the symptoms a little bit so that people because oh, yeah. i think a lot of people don't really know just like we didn't yeah. know that they're yeah. actually suffering from anxiety or depression totally. because they don't open up about it so totally. so my experiences have been different because I think there's many layers to what anxiety and depression is for everyone first time around um, with anxiety and depression I started to notice just how I was like so scatterbrained and I couldn't think clearly and i was just like everything that i did like made me anxious you know what i mean i was like am i making the right decision did i offend that person like i was so yeah. concerned about everyone else like did i say the right thing you know and i never realized that that was anxiety because that's stemming from something deeper too like needing to be validated by someone else and that yeah. can stem all the way down from your childhood you know what yeah. i mean like your parents scolding you or whatever and you're like oh my gosh am i going to be reprimanded or something you know Mm -hmm. So for me, I, I, now that I, now that I see it, I'm like, yeah, I was so concerned about, um, you know, what other people thought of me and if I was going to offend them or whatever. And then, you know, there was also like the insomnia, like I'm not sleeping right. I'm waking up at three, four in the morning with anxiety and I don't know why, you know what I mean? And I was just like, I want to be well rested, but I can't because my mind is going like a hundred miles per hour and something's not, something's not connected, something's not right and something's off. And um, also having like the feelings of, I, I don't wanna like go out with friends, I just wanna be by myself. So there was a lot of like isolation as well um, and just like general unhappiness. And I remember I went to a psychologist and I was explaining myself to him and he's like, honestly, like, I'm not going to downplay what you're telling me. He's like, but at your age, like so many people are going through this. 
Wow. And at that time it made me, it, it did make me feel better because I was like, okay, so everything that I'm explaining, um, other people are, are feeling as well, you know? And so, um, for me, I would say it's just like the constant, like it showed up for me as like the constant validation from external sources, other people, and being too concerned about what others might think and feel not sleeping. Mm -hmm. I also like lost 25 pounds. Um, I wasn't eating at all. So like mm -hmm. that whole side of like nourishing my body was completely gone. Uh, I had no appetite. And so it was just like, for me, it was like a whole like slew of things that were off, you know, and it can be, it can be so many things for everyone. You know, it could just be like constantly, you know, asking people and asking advice from others without, you know, you going internally because you think other mm -hmm. people have the answers for you. Yep. Not sleeping, you know, it's just so different for everyone. But for me, it's like varying degrees of where I'm at. Yeah. So you speaking about having the anxiety and anxiety causing your lack of sleep and then your lack of appetite. So that yeah. can make the anxiety worse itself. So then you're just in this cycle. 100%. It's this constant loop. So like, for me, I realized the most important thing for me is sleep. If I don't have enough sleep, and if mm -hmm. I like, let's say, get maybe five hours of sleep, I'm off the entire day. So like, I cherish sleep. And I'm like, I will I take naps almost every single day too, just because it makes me feel good. Um, but I'm like, my sleep cannot be disrupted, because that's when I know I feel off, as well as drinking, like drinking causes so much anxiety for me. Yes. I remember when I used to drink a lot in college, like party animal, like Michigan State. I mean, that's what it's known for, right. Mm -hmm. And then like the next day, my entire body was just like, in, I always feel it in my chest, my anxiety yeah. is always in my chest. And I was just like, what is this feeling like? And it's alcohol, you know what I mean? It's like this, the, the downfall and the after effect of putting poison in my body. And mm -hmm. I have a very um, light, I would say like, very sensitive system in general. So like, putting alcohol in my body is like the worst thing. Yeah, it's called anxiety, I found out. <laughs> yeah. <it's laughs> So it's just an anxiety like hangover. And I never used to get them until like anxiety came into my life. Yeah. And then I would realize like I would wake up the next morning and I'm like, oh my God, did I do something stupid last night? Did I say something <laughs> stupid? Like all this, these thoughts and then anxious feelings in my body right. at the same time. Totally. And I was like, okay, it's just anxiety. It's all right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So it, you're touching on so many important subjects around anxiety because it's not just one thing. It's not like you have anxiety and then you're going to go talk to a, a therapist. Like that is definitely in such an important part of your healing journey. It helped me so much. I don't know if, if that helped you. Um, can you, can you speak about how, how going to therapy helped you and to how you just like kind of got rid of that pride part that holds you back from going, yeah. like, you know? Absolutely. Like, I remember the first time I went to a psychologist, and I had never opened up to anyone about a lot of things. And I started talking about like my upbringing and childhood. And you know, my parents are immigrants, so they did the best that they could. And I yeah. see that now. I'm like, our parents yeah. want what's best for us. Um, but sometimes like they themselves are going through like trauma of coming to a new country and oh not God, being able yeah. to speak the language, right? And then they have to provide for their kids. So like, you know, like they might not put their mental wellness at the forefront because they just want to survive. Yes. So I started unpacking a lot, like when I was talking to 
the therapist and he's like, are you surprised that you're here? And he's like, this should not be a surprise to you. And like, I wish you wouldn't have waited this long to talk to someone because it makes sense that you're dealing with anxiety and depression and all that now because certain environments will bring it out and amplify it and bring everything to the surface that's been suppressed for so many years. Yes. And that's exactly what happened in my case. Everything that I had you know, felt dealt with was finally coming up because the environment of being in college, not knowing anyone, not having support system, just forced all of that to come out. And I had to talk to someone. And that's like, like I said, then they prescribed an antidepressant for me. And I was on it for like eight to nine months and it actually helped a lot. That's why I'm like, you know, if that's what you need to do to regulate serotonin, you need to do that because that's what's best for you. And obviously a professional can tell you that. Um, but then I, I, once I got off of that, I started researching a lot of more like the homeopathic things and doing things that um, would help with the mind, body and spirit connection. Um, and then when I went to a psychologist in um, Atlanta, he was the one that kind of like told me, he's like, people your age go through this and that's okay. Um, mm. I also went to like a guru in Bali and he did more. Uh, like I want to hear about this. Yeah, so like I went to this guru in Bali. I had been researching him for a long time and I was like, I'm doing the whole eat, pray, love thing. Like I got to go see him. And I was actually in Thailand and I met some random girl and she's like, oh, I went to this incredible healer in Bali and lo and behold, it ended up being the same guy that I had been wanting to go to Bali. So oh, I was fine. like, All right, it's, it's, it's aligned and I'm supposed to go see him, you know? So I remember I was like in this village and I had the address of the remote village that he lived in. And I was like, all right, how am I going to get there? I found this random like taxi driver, honestly, and ended up being like a 14 year old boy that was from the village that took me to this guy. And yeah, I hopped on a scooter. I was like, whatever, like, I'm just going to live life, you know? And then I got there and he didn't speak any English, but his whip was there to kind of translate everything for me. And she just told me like, okay, go into this room with him and you know, he'll, he'll do all his energy work on you. And he was a hands healer. So like he would find areas in your body and he would do like a lot of pressure at some points, like it hurt really bad. Um, and so he was just finding all the low energy points in my body. And he, mm. he like came to this side and he's like low energy for a long time. And I was like, yes. And then like, you know, he was doing everything he was doing, his like ceremonial rituals and everything. And then he told me to sit up. So he came and sat behind me and he put his hands like on my chest like this and he pressed. And all of a sudden, like when I tell you, uh -oh. I just started bawling. Like I started bawling. Like I didn't know where this was coming from. I and like, it still like gets me. Like I get like teary eyed thinking about it because it was like, I had suppressed so much inside too. And he was able to just kind of release that for me. Um, and it was like, I had never experienced anything like that because going to a psychologist is one thing where they can explain mm -hmm. things to you. Going yeah. to a healer like that is more of that energetic deep tissue, like your your cells in your body remember anxiety and depression and everything. And sometimes oh they get triggered and it comes back up. So he was able to like, whatever he did, re release it in my heart chakra where it opened me up and I just allowed, cause I have a hard time with crying and showing emotions, not to get too personal, but it just like released a lot for me. And 
afterwards we had like a debrief and his wife was explaining everything to me that he was saying and basically one thing that i'll never forget he told me is you don't have to travel all the way to bali to feel and change and be a better person or get healed he's like that is on you to take baby steps every single day to get to a place that makes you feel good he's like your healing journey doesn't have to be far away it's wherever you are and i was like all right that's that's like i needed to hear that you know because no matter where you are and how you feel you have to be good with you no matter what so you can be in bali you can be in your room you can be wherever um and you have to be okay with yourself you know and he's like don't put so much pressure on yourself to be a changed person overnight because it's a never-ending process with baby steps. Yeah. Wow. I just have to take a deep breath now. Because that, that just, like, speaks to my soul. Like, I, for me, learning that it's not all logical, healing is not all in the mind. Like, even if you're just healing your mind, it's in the body. Like, so much of our intense emotions or unhealed wounds or trauma is in our bodies. It's in our fascia. It's in, it's in our energy field. Like, so oh. him just touching you in the right place with the right intentions yeah. allows yeah. you to finally feel safe to release yeah. that. Totally. So, totally. I love that story so much. What did your journey look like after that experience? Did that open you up to a whole new like world of healing or understanding of healing? The moment I got back from that entire experience, when I tell you, like, I wasn't working, I didn't have a job, and that was the happiest I ever was in my entire life. I, because I gave up the, the thought that I had to be something to make myself happy. At that point, I was just like living and I was just happy, and my soul was finally at rest um, mm -hmm. because I had created these thoughts in my mind that I needed to be X, Y, and Z to be happy. You know what I mean? That's why I was like, I don't want to chase titles. I don't want to chase things because ultimately it's in with it. It's within me, you know? Yeah. So the moment I got back, when I tell you, I surrendered to everything. And that's when things started to come into alignment for me. Like I, you know, the whole Delta ambassador program, like I'm so grateful and blessed for that. Like all those things, like that wasn't part of my plan. That's not something I forced something to happen. It just all kind of happened because I surrendered to just this feeling of being content with wherever I am in my life. Like you could lose everything. You could be broke, whatever. Like you still need to have that feeling of being grateful that you're alive, you know? <laughs> and that's what I kind of did with my mind. I was just like, I am so happy and grateful that I am where I am and I've experienced like whatever trauma I experienced because it allowed me to get to this point. And the moment that happened, things just started unfolding for me. Um, and the people that I was surrounding myself with too, like that changed. And yeah, I think it's like surrendering to that process um, is, is so important. <laughs> That's huge. It's huge because yeah. all of us are so stuck in our heads, always trying to control everything. Yeah. And being taught your whole life that your worth is based on like the money you make or the job you have or, you know, so then when you start to let go of that control and just like trust and start to follow your heart and your soul, whatever the soul whispers, like things totally. start to align in your life. Totally. 
And you don't have to try so hard. You don't have to like, exactly. you just like let go and just right. leave. You know? Right. And like whatever is meant for you will happen for you because it's for you. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to force it. It'll come to you. And so, so many things that I thought I wanted or whatever, um, you know, those things might not even be for me, but in another way, like things that I didn't even expect, like came my way without me trying hard, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that is so important is just to surrender to the process. Don't have a tight grip on things in life because you're also putting yourself in like this energetic field of like lack. I don't have enough. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you just keep getting not enough and you never get out of this mindset of like, cool, I have enough. I'm grateful for it. When you come from a place of abundance, which we are all abundant in our life, um, more things happen and more things come to you. So it's, it's, it's important to make sure that you're in that right mindset of whether it's scarcity or abundance, you know? Mm -hmm. So when you speak of, of the mindset, do you have any like tips or advice for people as far as changing that mindset? Yes. So I can speak from my experience where it used to be where I wake up in the morning and I have anxiety. I started my day with anxiety. Literally, I'm thinking about, I need to do X, Y, and Z. Oh my gosh, I haven't become X, Y, and Z yet. You know, why didn't I get this done? Things like that. And I go into this like pattern and this loop. And then I'm like, you know, like it, it takes a lot of work because it is a lot of work to stop mm -hmm. your programmed mind. You yeah. know, you're so programmed to be like, oh my gosh, I got to get this and I got to get that done. So to change the, the, the pathways, like literally the neurons in your pathways that send you signals and messages, it mm -hmm. takes such awareness, but it starts with like small things. Like you wake up, take deep breaths and align yourself in a place where you're just like, I am enough. I have enough and be like, I, I have to start my day with like what I'm grateful for and what feelings that I want. I want to remember the feelings that I want to have so that the things that come into my life emulate those feelings. So I have four words and that's, I want to feel loved, confident, inspired, and supernatural. And I'm like, do the choices that I make, make me feel that, you know, if, if I'm going to hang out with someone, but they don't make me feel something like if I feel like a lacquer, I feel whatever, like negative energy. I'm like, I have to make a decision about who I hang out with. Maybe that person like energetically isn't right and vice versa. So making sure that in the morning you align yourself in the right mindset by setting the tone for your day through whether it's the feelings you want to feel by selected words or getting in a state of meditation where your mind is kind of more at ease. But I think number one is like getting back to what you're grateful for. So you start your day on a positive note, not like in a, in a lack, you know, and it mm -hmm. takes consistency and it takes patience mm -hmm. and you have to do that for yourself every day, because I think that is a form of self-love when you ignore those things and you take it out of your routine, you're just telling yourself that you don't care and you have to care about your well-being. Um, and how you show up for yourself. Yep. That's so important for everybody that's watching right now that you're to heal. It's not just like one big giant leap you have to take. No. 
baby steps every single day and she said it consistency it's so so important consistency yeah. is so so important for you to build something because like in order for you to really change your patterns your thought patterns it takes you getting into the subconscious mind which is through meditation yeah. or repetition yeah so you do you create a new neural pathway exactly through repetition yep yep so one person that really really helped me and so the other thing I say is like, I'm like, oh, I don't have mentors. I don't have people to coach me. I don't have that. Well, your mentors can be on YouTube. Like jo yeah. Dr. Joe Dispenza, I've been following him for years and he's really helped me understand my mind and how mm -hmm. I had the power to change the neural pathways in my mind if I'm unhappy with where I'm at or what my mindset is. So I have really focused on his work and that's really helped me understand that again i'm the person that can change how i feel because in order to change your reality you have to change your personality you physically and mentally have to change who you are so you can get in alignment with what you want or who you want to be and what you want to feel um so dr joe Dispenza, if you just watch some of his youtube videos i mean at first it's like a mind blown thing i'm like what like this is insane right um and I'm actually going to his, I was supposed to be in Austria all of May at his conference. And I was what? So I'm dying to go. Oh my yes. God. Um, Jazz, that is Dr. Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's incredible. Um, so I'm going, so I rescheduled for October. I'll be seeing him live and it's like a live, it's a retreat basically an advanced mm -hmm. workshop through meditation. Um, creating like the story and image in your mind that you want your life to look like and remembering that every day because if you can be grateful that you feel like you already have it it's so much easier for the universe to give you that because you're in alignment you know so it's like your feelings and mentally and everything once that's aligned with what you want i think and you're already grateful for it you're already kind of done like the pre-work it's easier for it to come into your life because you're in a in a an alignment of gratitude and it'll come easier to you, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. It's, it's the vibration that you create, exactly. that, you know, quantum exactly. physics. He talks about quantum physics. So Joe Dispenza is amazing. He, it, his language is kind of tough for, for some exactly. people because exactly. he he's, speaks like a scientist, um, yeah. but he's helped me so much on my journey. And, Thank you for mentioning that about the mentors because it's such, that's why I do started this entire series because you mentors to these people who are dealing with these things and they see that, you know, they're not alone and that there is a light at the end of the tunnel because that's what saved me. That was the first thing that actually saved me. When I figured out that I had anxiety, I listened to this um, podcast. I listened to Gary Vee, which led yeah. me to impact theory. I don't Love know if you've Tom. heard of it, but Love he's Tom. my favorite. That's that's the podcast that changed my life. So same, same. that's why now I'm like, okay, I want to pay it forward. And this is the way to do it. It's like you are showing people that it's possible to yeah. heal. Yeah. And sure. you're giving people tools to mm -hmm. do that. So thank you so much for mentioning that. Yeah, no. And I think what you're doing is creating you know, the opportunity for people to be honest and vulnerable, because a lot of times it's like, you see people on Instagram, you know, I'm like, I'll get people that DM me and they're like, Oh, I want your life. I want to travel. 
And mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, but like my life is not that. This is just like me creatively expressing myself, but I also mm -hmm. went through so much to get to this point. Like you don't see all the darkness, you know what I mean? Like, and I still deal with the darkness, um, but it's a matter of not putting all my attention on the darkness, you know? It's, it's being able to embrace it, but then also use the tools and, and modalities that you have to kind of bring that light out, you know? Um, but yeah, so it's like these influencers and travel bloggers and things like that, it, it looks nice, but there's a lot more to it and there's a lot of layers. Like I'm like, travel for me is like therapy, you know? Like it allows me to change the path in my mind because I'm, ex ex I'm exposed to different things at that point. Like I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, where's this new restaurant? Where's this, where am I now? Like it's, I'm not thinking about the same constant thoughts. It's different thoughts. So like, that's why travel was, therapy for me in a sense yeah. um was because it allowed me to get out of my constant thoughts yeah um, but i just i i i am seeing more people get open about it and more vulnerable and yeah. um not trying to make their life seem like it's perfect because again my life is far from it and travel is one thing just one thing that just helps me you know and i like the creating the content aspect of it but mm. there's there's a lot of depth that we need to still go through so people know it's not just you know like i said in my post I'm like it's not just travel and butterflies all the yeah. time i love that you mentioned that because i was just talking about that the other day how we're comparing our like our like the essence of who we are to social media feeds and yeah. that's not their reality you know like yeah. people are just not going to be posting when they're crying or posting when they're they're having a breakdown but like that's why I appreciate this so much because I know you've talked about, I think you were talking about the guru or something on your page once. And I was like, all right, she's my people. Cause I yeah, love, yeah. I love when people open up about that stuff and yeah. talk about healing and cause yeah. it's not comfortable. It's not that comfortable yeah. to, to open up about this stuff. So I want to acknowledge how brave it is that you're doing it. And I really, really appreciate yeah. that you're doing it. Of course, of course, you know, like, I don't think it's fair to show one aspect of my life without showing the other um, because I think they go hand in hand, you know, I think it makes for better experiences because you can talk from a place of experience that wasn't so light and bright. Um, I remember when I was going through depression the first time when, like I said, I was like 19. I remember being in my kitchen, sitting there like sobbing because I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, I don't want to feel like this. And then I was like, you know what? There's a reason why I'm feeling like this. I think at that, once I get through this, I'll be able to help other people that are going through something similar. And I always kept that in the back of my mind, like no matter how dark the places got and how bad it was, how bad I felt, um, it was honing back into the fact that I think this has a greater purpose and it's beyond me. Yeah. Yeah. That, that helps me so much to be like, okay, there's yeah. a purpose for my pain. Yeah. And it changed my life to, to look at it that way. Um, cool. Tony Robbins always says um, not to ask why is this happening to me, but um, what is this trying to tell me? Or why is it, or he says, um, this isn't happening to me, it's happening for me. Yeah. So if you look at it that way, find a reason why something is happening for you. Kind of shift, just mental shifts. So totally. when you, have those moments still because I like that you shared that you still have them where even if we look happy on Instagram or like I'm, I'm a healer it doesn't mean that I don't have 
shitty moments or low moments or anxious moments, you know? So how, when you do have those moments, what are some ways that you kind of get yourself out? Yeah. So now, um, you know, I, I do practice a lot of yoga that really helps me a lot. Um, and then also kind of being by myself to take some time to, whether it's like read a book, but there's been times where like anxiety is so bad that I can't even read. Um, yeah. so like listening to something, music does help a lot. Um, listening to a podcast, like I have to like turn on like a motivational, like I listen to Tony mm-hmm. Robbins and Les Brown. They have like these powerful like voices that just like bring something out of me. So like that really helps Dang. me. Um, so I think like I revert back to that and knowing that that's like that I have that, that, that modality that I can always go back to, you know? So, um, I would say yoga and yeah, listening to other people that are in a space where they have a lot of energy and motivation and it can just kind of take me one step and slowly, you know, start to mm-hmm. feel better. Yeah. And, and then like, I also think, sorry not to like cut you off, but like talking to family and like certain friends that you really trust about that to kind of get you through it. Um, that really helps too, is just knowing the support is there. Um, if you need something more, you know, did you ever have that voice that was like, Oh, I don't want to bother anyone with my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I still have that. Right. Because some people assume that you have it all together. And then like that voice creeps up where it's like, Oh, I shouldn't be bothering them because I should have figured this out by now. Um, but then I'm like, you know, I know I'd be there for my best friend if anything happened. So I know she's going to be there for me. And then like letting that ego go away and be like, no, I need that help right now, you know? Yeah. And not being like, yeah, not being like afraid to ask or, or whatever, because sometimes it's just that one conversation to know that someone still cares about you or whatever it is um, that helps you get out of that dark place. Mm -hmm. And movement is huge with that. It's so huge. Like it's so huge. Even subtle movements of just like bringing your shoulders back instead of slouching over can instantly change your mood or just Mm -hmm. like stretching breathing differently because even when you open your chest cavity you can like breathe in more of the the good hormones in your lower lungs just by moving your shoulders back 100 percent, 100 percent. and like um when i was in bali i was at if you ever go there's this place called yoga barn and that's um i went to another guru there too but there was this kundalini class I took. When I tell you within the first like five minutes, like I said, I have a hard time crying. I was like waterworks. What she was Mm -hmm. saying to me was so profound. And there was a class of like 40 people. And I'm like, I swear to God, she's like talking to me. She's telling me that if you're stagnant in your life or you feel like something's off, um, you know, like, and like how you work through that. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, wait, like this is exactly what I'm going through. So like she even said, like, if you're sitting down and like you, you just like create movement with your hands, like going up and down really fast for like three minutes, you increase the vibration and energy around you naturally. And that like is in your body and outside of you. And so you're creating this space where, you know, you're, you're maybe at a really low point and like, you can just raise that vibration up a little bit higher through movement. Yep. So two things, one, when you're aligned, it feels like the universe is speaking to you through like the radio, through people, through, through like a book that just like falls on your lap. Like 
Okay. That's that. Those are the things to pay attention to when you are, when you feel like you're aligned, when you're making decisions that are right for you, okay. you start to see all these signs and you get all these messages when you're listening and you're aware and you're paying attention that are exactly what you need at that moment. Okay. That's one thing. And Absolutely. two, these things that we have within ourselves are so powerful. Just changing the breath and changing the way you move can change your vibration and can change. Like when you're feeling low, you can change that. It's just about taking that step. Also knowing that you have that power within you. So totally. You learned that. Oh yeah. And I learned that like, no one's going to change your life for you. Going to a guru is not going to change your life. Um, and if any guru tells you that, like, obviously they're not a guru, um, because you're your own guru. Like you have to do your work yourself. Um, and no one can know how you feel. No one can change how you feel. They can assist in the process, but they can never change you. So, um, that's what I realized is like, okay, cool. So I need to hone in on who I am as a person, what I know makes me feel good. And no one knows what makes me feel good more than myself. So let me, mm -hmm. let me strengthen that connection. Yes. It's so important to know yourself, to heal yourself. Like this is the first thing. It's not the only thing, but the first thing is you really got to know yourself and pay attention to what your triggers are and where they came oh. from and how you can change them and what your power is, the power that yeah. you have. Yeah, absolutely. Because we all, we all have a purpose. No matter how low you are, you know, like you see like suicide rates are so high right now and everything because this is the first time that people may have had to face what has been suppressed or people have been isolated um and they've never taken maybe the time to like get in touch with themselves um yeah. and so it's like it's it's more apparent now than ever that we need to kind of hone back into who we are the mind body connection with ourselves and start to become our own gurus instead of idolizing you know whether it's celebrities things like that because i'm sorry at the end of the day they're not going to do it for you <laughs> like mm -hmm. you know like figuring out like who the people are that can take you to the next point in in, in your evolvement you know yep that's why this is called self-healer society because i love that healers are your guides that's it you have to do the work yourself absolutely absolutely so I have one last question for you. Yeah. If you could go back to your younger self before you knew all of this, what is like the most important piece of advice that you would give her? That is like so deep and that triggers me a lot because there's just so many things. Um, you know, as a child, I always felt like I wasn't enough. And mm -hmm. I would definitely tell myself that I am enough and that I don't need external validation because I always struggled with wanting to be accepted and fit in. Um, but it's not until I accept myself that I can truly fit into the world because then I can shine that light onto others. So mm -hmm. I would tell myself that, you know, I am enough and that you loving yourself is enough as well. And accepting yourself is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. It's so, so important because I feel like majority of the world deals with that issue. Totally. It, it just shows up differently for everyone and how they express it. Yeah, 
and it shows up like it bleeds into our adult adult life until we deal with it like you know whether it's dating someone because society says you should be dating someone or you should be married and you should have kids so you just kind of settle oh, for whoever um without taking the time to see like what does that a healthy partner partnership look like i think that's very reflective like when you take the time to know yourself it's easier to attract a mate that aligns with that versus just you know and i'm just using dating as an example but it's yeah. it's one that i see very often with a lot of people they're just like willing to do anything to have this confirmation from society that they look normal because they're married with kids and that's what the the steps in life are you know mm -hmm. without taking a step back be like am i happy you know yeah and asking like what what is it that i really want yeah instead of being taught that this is what i want like coming from an albanian culture like that was everything yeah you know, coming back home was like the first question so you're gonna get married soon or like when you right. get <laughs> like right dude, come on exactly so, um yeah that's that's so so important to really ask yourself what it is that you truly want and to be okay oh. with going after that Mm -hmm. and not yeah, thinking and about yeah. am I going to disappoint this person or am I going to look bad to this person like just like thinking about everyone else's opinions and thoughts except your own I think that's an, a huge root of anxiety and, and people's unhappiness totally no I think you hit it the nail right on the head that takes you further away from who you are at the core because mm -hmm. you're focused so much on how to make others happy. And so you do things and you make decisions and choices that you think will give you that validation. Um, and you're just going further and further away from who you are at the core. And that's where anxiety starts. And that's where anxiety goes. And so yeah. that's you're misaligned from yeah. who you are and what you want others to think of you as, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I admire people so much that go after whatever it is that makes them happy. Like if you are happy, like, I don't know, like cutting grass and that's your career and life. And that's all you want to do because you cut the best grass in the world and you're passionate about it. Dude, that's amazing. Like whatever yeah. it is, literally, um, you have to do that, you know, because so what you, you you're you know you know you're making millions or whatever and then you see these people that commit suicide and you're like you've mm -hmm. had everything in life but they're not they're not fulfilled and happy because they didn't listen to themselves you know yeah because when you realize that money and all this whatever's for show yeah. is not what makes you happy it's not like we have to be married by like a certain time and have you know three kids just like they did next door or like this person did or I have to have a good job because this person has a good job and that could stem from childhood. Like if your parents were comparing or whatever it is, like really taking a look at where you are misaligned, where yeah. you're not living your truth, where maybe where it came from and then right. kind of shifting that mindset and healing. Totally. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a journey, man. It's such a journey. <laughs> it's such a journey. And like, I was talking to one of my friends about it and it's like it, the healing journey is not like trendy and it's not fun because it's ugly and it's you you go through hell. okay i totally forgot that instagram has a limit i still want you to finish what you were saying because yeah 
but we were just talking oh, about how like, hard your how hard the journey is basically of healing that's yeah. not easy it's not glamorous it's not it's not and it's like the, having that awakening and everything um it's never like a pretty thing you know like it takes to um you know get to a point where you're feeling better or you're feeling okay or you're glorified because it's it's a thing you have to focus on but when i say glorified it's not glorified in a sense of like oh it's such a perfect journey because it's not <laughs> yeah and it's it's up and down and you have to accept both you gotta you gotta look at the shadow totally. side and you gotta look at the light and i think totally. that's what makes your journey easier and self-compassion yeah. is huge because you're gonna yeah. go backwards you're gonna regress so when you have yeah. that compassion to kind of like catch you as like a pillow then you can get back yeah. up softly and be like okay i'm okay 100 percent. yeah no i i agree with that wholeheartedly yeah so thank you so much i just wanted to catch this ending but um yeah. that was amazing you like you really picked yourself back up and you you followed your your soul whispers and what was best for you and that's really ultimately was the most healing thing for you so i commend yeah, you for no, that. thank you thank you for creating the space for us to have this conversation yeah thank you for joining and for sharing and being vulnerable because that is where your story is where your power is and you just like used your voice to share that and that's another place where a lot of especially women are like closed off at the throat throat chakras are always closed yeah and by sharing your story is one way to open that so yeah yeah no it felt good being able to do that so again thank you thank you so much yeah. and have an amazing rest of your day and i hope we can hang out on yes 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 absolutely all right my love all right awesome idea we'll chat soon all right. Bye, Chica. Bye.